Hello and welcome to Friday Night Fright Presents Comic Book Calvacadia 2020. Man, we're going to have some fun this month. Every episode in May, every day in May, there's going to be a brand new episode. It's going to be a mini review of a comic book movie. Yay, can't wait, hyped. So it's going to cover the gauntlet. It's going to be loads of MCU stuff. There's going to be some DC stuff probably. Uh, might be some off stuff. There's going to be Flash recaps of Flash Season 2 every Tuesday. Um, so it's going to be four or five of those, depending on how many Tuesdays are in May. But it's going to be tight, because they've all got a week off. Yay! Anyway, this is the intro comic for Cavcadia. So you hear this every day of the week, and then you'll hear an intro for the movie that I'm covering that day. Or TV show. Ooh, scary! Anyway, I'll be back after a brief word from our sponsor. Hey guys, uh, today's re- a repeat episode, I'm going to be posting my review of Suicide Squad because honestly I don't really have much left today, I want to enjoy a day off, so there you go, um, it's content, it's kind not new but it fits in comic Cavcadia, so, and with the news that they might be releasing Suicide Squad as a recut, maybe, I don't know, it's, it's good times I need to post up the old review so hope you enjoy and i'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode which have more stuff than just an old repeat okay cool hello my name's ian austin and i'm a podcaster and i've cited that sometimes i need to defend movies now lots of people don't like in this case i'm doing defend a little movie called suicide squad you are very out sponsor segment, so just get right to it. I like Suicide Squad. I think it's an enjoyable movie. Now, there are some caveats to that, of course. Um, I'm not saying it's an Oscar-worthy movie, that didn't win an Oscar. And I'm not saying it's a classic movie, and I'm not saying it's a great movie. In some ways, I'm not even saying it's a good movie, but I am saying it's an entertaining movie. Now, that's bearing in mind the fact that I do agree that the editing is sloppy, the music choices are erratic, although I like most music in the movie, so I don't mind that. Some of the writing's a bit wonky, I guess you'd say. The idea of Suicide Squad going up against a generic end-of-days supervillain who's opening up port into the sky... Agreed, you know, not necessarily most original idea on planet. And the fact that the, the movie we saw, the primarily version, I haven't seen the second version, but the primary version, is clearly, sorry, is clearly edited by someone who loved um, what's called Guardians of Galaxy. Made a bit too much, as emphasized by the fact that James Gunn is directing Suicide Squad 2, or the Suicide Squad, as it's known, which is a sequel but kind of a soft reboot at the same time, guess, which is sort of material allows. But even for that being said, and even the fact that the Enchantress dances like Belly Dancer, the fact that Joker is one of the worst versions in the history of cinema and comic books and live action and all of that, and even ignoring the fact that really the movie doesn't make any sense whatsoever, I really enjoy it. And I'm going to tell you why with one simple word. Schlock. This movie is B-grade schlock. Now, that's not a criticism. Now, some people, that is criticism. For me, it's not a criticism. I love schlock. I love terrible B-movies. I love movies that are so bad that they're, they're good. Which I wouldn't categorise this as being so bad it's good. Although there are a lot of elements which might suggest that. No, 
I like Suicide Squad because it reminds me of a of those terrible like 70s comfort movies you find on TV, like um, Captain America or Doctor Strange, where it's like the people involved kind of get characters, but at the same time, they're adding their own distinct aesthetic onto it. And it's clear that this movie, despite the editing of that, this is a very Dave Air movie. If you've seen some movies like um, Training Day, which, yep, Training Day, oh, the other one's Fury. This is so much like Fury, it's scary. Although Fury, actually, I think Fury, if you've seen it, is a movie about a similar situation, similar bunch of characters, but without comic, but aesthetic. So it's much more serious. This feels like a compromise between Air's aesthetic and what the studio wants. It's kind of goofy and weird in places. Actually, I want to address that. A lot of people criticise Suicide Squad. They said the move whiplash, the tone jumping from comedic scenes to serious scenes to weird scenes to bizarre scenes to standard action scenes fit weird. But this is literally a movie about a bunch of characters who should not be in a big budget comic movie. And that, to me, is part of the fun for the movie. The fact that after all these Avengers movies where they're, they're being heroes and all of that, and then just leave movies where, and Batman movies and Superman movies and all that shit, where they're miserable people and they don't save anyone, we get a movie of a bunch of villains who are patsies for government that is happy if they die. They're accountable. They're, they're not even accountable. They're literally... The people you throw out there and then if it goes wrong, you blame them. And they're thrown into a big budget super movie versus a witch who, who belly dances. That is so strange and so weird and it doesn't make any sense. But I kind of love it because it's something new. Like, you, you might not think it's a very good movie in lots of ways you're right. But for a genre to evolve, you have to have stuff that tries to do something a little bit different. And this does. It's, I won't say it's equivalent to Big Lebowski, because it's not in any way, shape or form. It's set for partially the idea of, you take these characters who should be the villains in a big budget superhero movie, and you make them the main characters. And it creates some more of an interesting dynamic, I think, they're let down by the fact that the movie makes no sense structurally. It's clearly been ripped apart and stuffed back together again. It's a little bit like the Joker is rewritten to be, and Harley Quinn are rewritten to be actual, like, genuine care about each other love interests when that's not really how it comes across in the comics or in the original bits of shooting they did. But at the same time, that's a new dynamic that hasn't really been explored too much. The idea that the Joker might, in his own way, actually care for Harley Quinn. That's something different. And, yeah, it's a bit interesting, you know. It's a, it's a new direction. And at the same time, Margot Robbie is fantastic as Harley Quinn. In fact, that they're not going to one extreme. They're not going to the extreme of showing all the abuse but not showing why she'd be with Joker but they're not going the other extreme showing them as a complete lovey-dovey couple there's some shades of grey which might be uncomfortable some but if you've read as much comics as I am sometimes when movies come out you want to see something different to what's in comics you know and I think Margot Robb does an excellent job as Harley Quinn I'd say same thing for Smith's Deadshot 
does a really good job. Jay Courtney's Captain Boomerang. Violet Davis, I think, is Amanda Waller. Does a really good job too. In fact, I say acting cross board is pretty good in this movie. Um, I think Killer Croc, the actor playing Killer Croc, who will split Mr. Echo and Lost, could have done a bit more, had a bit more to do, but I liked the dynamic swing characters um, of Suicide Squad. I think if someone has read Suicide Squad cam- comics, they kind of got right vibe. I love the um, bit Slipknot where they obviously going to die and think they might subvert it and they don't need the first one taken out because it's like that's great you know comic book movies using cannon fodder is good and overall I mean the only thing I don't like and this is really don't like and this is a problem for shared universes all around is the movie set over what four days four days with weird shit's going on in the city end of weird shit and none of the Just League get involved. This is set after Batman vs Superman. And I, okay, Superman's dead. But you tell me one woman wouldn't get involved in this? I mean, she just agreed to defend humanity again. Right, I know Flashing Act Man aren't... They aren't re-recruited to Just League. But no way one woman wouldn't go and see what's going on. So I find that questionable. And I think that's... Really, that's probably my biggest flaw with the movie... By going so big, they made ludicrous that Batman and Wonder Woman wouldn't get involved, you know? It's like this this is something they should get involved with. It's like it it just it just is. But then again, I suppose you say DC movies have screwed themselves already, because why wouldn't Wonder Woman get involved in all that crapping like Metropolis, you know, Superman and Zod, you know? Like doesn't make any sense either. You just have to roll with it because these were that was a bad choice, Man Still, made by a mediocre director and a mediocre writer who didn't really have a clue what they were doing. Because if you're gonna backtrack on shit like that, if you go, you have to think ahead. Like Marvel fought ahead. Nothing Marvel did in any of their movies prior to the Avengers. It was all done such way that you wouldn't. You didn't have to have the other superheroes get involved because it all happened in isolated places over a short period of time. Whereas that prolonged fight in Metropolis that you've got 24 hours, heroes would get involved. That's just what they would do. You have to think ahead if you're going to make a shared universe. The trick is not make a shared universe, but there you go. Yeah, so I mean, Suicide Squad, going back to it. I, yeah, it's it's kind of weird because... Trying to defend it's the wrong word because I don't think defending it is really what I'm... Tr- I mean, sort of what I'm trying to do. But in other ways, it's trying to get people to look at it as what it is rather than what they want it to be. I think people thought after Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman that there'd be like a, a mega course correction. And it kind of wasn't just League, but I think that was, wasn't what they should have done. And think while they did course correct on this movie a bit, I think it just about holds together because fundamentally it's about three characters. It's about Deadshot, Harley Quinn, and Mandrawler. I think this is sub is sort of like on on surface Rip Flag case bit bit more important, but it's about those characters and they get those characters right. So for me. 
those characters kind of push the movie forward. If you get your main characters right, I can forgive a lot of like bad elements in the movie. And I think I could forgive a fair bit in Suicide Sports. I think those were really perfect versions of characters in terms of taking best the aesthetic of comic books and putting them on screen. For Mandalorian in particular, is genuinely terrifying. It's, it's one of those things, I think, when you cast someone who's that good an actress to play that role, they they just know what to do. They, they intrinsically can do a good job in it. And Mandalorian is such an awesome character in general. And the other part is the fact that if you've read the comic books and watched Suicide Squad... It's, none of the movie should bother you because it's very true innate in style and themeology to comic books. Because especially recent comic books, the Suicide Squad gets sent in deal with weird shit all the time. People who criticise movies and said, why are they dealing with this super villain shit and all of that? It's like, that's what they do all the time. Fucking Suicide Squad sent to Apocalypse once to fight Darkseid. Like, they're literally disposable. You... Amanda Waller would, does not get justly to get involved because she can't leverage them. She can leverage these criminals. And if they die, it doesn't matter. Like, Batman dies, it's going to be national. Superman dies, it's going to be national news. Although, I would point out that um, this movie continues the theme in DC Universe that I don't like. And eventually, I'll recap all the movies. Really don't like is it treats Man of Steel and Batman, the Superman. It treats them as if different versions of those movies were made because I don't understand why anyone would remember Superman. Like, he's, he's one of the worst versions of Superman in both of those movies. And and also, um, I think, well, they did course script, clearly studio course script on this movie a fair bit. This is as much schlock as Batman vs Superman was. This just embraces it a lot more. And I think that's the other thing. If you embrace your material, and this one does because it has a killer crop in it, so it's embracing the weird a bit more. If you embrace it, it makes it a bit more fun. Like, Batman vs Superman, it's kind of, for me, so bad, it's good, because it's so awful. But at the same time, it's kind of unpleasant, because they're trying to make something great, and they're not. And it's sort of like... you. With the right team, you could fix this, but you really, really screwed up on so many levels. And also the fact that the villain in this movie is a bit more personality, because Zodding Man Steel, and that's not Michael Shannon's fault, he had nothing to work with, and um, Doom, uh, Doomsday in Batman for Superman, just nothing characters. I, I can't like Let Superman in Batman for Superman, but that's a weird personal quibble. Although I think... Um, Weisenberg had played him closer to how he played, um, oh shit, what's his name? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg in um, Social Network, it would have been a far better movie. So, Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, one of the reasons for recapping on this one is there's a lot of faceless horror style monsters and villains of which, obviously, it is a horror movie in many regards. And that's just the way I like it. I mean, I, I think. When you scribe the movie as fundamentally American evil government woman tries to get a witch to blow up her brother, her demigod brother, with a bomb which betrays her. So they have to recruit a team of supervillains who are locked up in a prison in Louisiana to 
not take up witch, but rescue the evil woman from the city the witch is holding captive. But then team decide eventually deal with the witch. While the Joker tries rescuing his life partner Harley Quinn. And causes chaos. That sounds like a movie I'd really enjoy. I'm just going to say it. Because it's so weird. It's so against the grain, I think you'd say. Because most comic movies have two main villains in them. This one has so many villains in it. And like, I, I do get some critiques. Like, why why does AJ Blue call them family when they've known each other a few days? Why does Katana have nothing to do? Although this leaked to one of the best bad lines in any movie ever. This is Katana. You best not be killed by her. Her soul traps, soul traps the soul of its victims. That's such an awful line. I love it. Like, and and also, I think the other thing is, while movie's not great, I think there's some tremendous groundwork here laid for a future one. And indeed, James Gunn's going to pick up that groundwork and run with it. Because these characters can go a fair way. And I think getting James Gunn in for the sequel is going to be quite good. Because he's got a very good horror aesthetic to him so you can follow up on this but at the same time a bit more levity and and also I think making the um, Guardians of Galaxy movies he's going to be given a lot more leeway and D- DC seems to be going that way because James Wan's Batman is very much a James Wan movie Daryl Sandberg's Shazam is very much a Daryl Sandberg movie and Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman is clearly a labour of love for her so hopefully DC is just going to and the Todd Phillips Joker movie. Hopefully DC's just going to let these people run wild for the movies now. Because they really should. The best comfort movies are ones directed with a specific vision. And ability compromised with Marvel Studios or DC Entertainment. They need, you need to get directors in uh, trusted enough that they can manage both parts. Like Tahir, Tahir Waki with um, Four Rad Rock. Because that's uh, an amazingly weird funny movie. But at the same time, it does feel like a Marvel movie. You're combining both elements of it, which is good. So, Suicide Squadroning. Very entertaining movie. I think it's schlock, but I think it's entertaining schlock. And really, are you going to criticize? Are you genuinely going to tell me that a movie where an American special ops agent has a, a humanoid crocodile, a bomb, which a human-like crocodile throws into a portal behind the witch as a as the ex-partner of a killer clown throws a gun to a hitman, a gun which, when he loads the ammunition, goes from hate to love on the sleeve, while the hitman's confronted by his daughter, or a vision, apparition of his daughter telling him not to fire, and the hitman goes... And then fires anyway at the bomb that witch can't catch and blows up the portal that turns the witch to into a fit of rage. The witch is then forced forced down at gunpoint while the American soldier spec ops guy has her heart and says, Bring my wife, bring my partner back or I'll kill you, which doesn't. So he destroys her heart and then his partner June, who witch was possessing, comes back anyway. How are you gonna take me that's not an entertaining movie? Can't do it. So there you go. This is the first episode of It's Not That Bad and Suicide Squad in can. Hopefully you enjoyed that. If you didn't, fine weather. I'm sure I'll do another one of these at some point. And at some point I'll do a Suicide Squad commentary.
Anyway, and two Friday with Pan on the 15 Mark once. This is Ian Austin for Friday Night Shudder, signing off.